Welcome everybody to Drop the Gloves. I am co-host Charlie. And I'm co-host Daniel. Welcome to our show where we drink beer, we talk sports, and we have all kinds of shenanigans. And speaking of shenanigans, we're Daniel is trying Moosehead for the first time. I've seen everybody else do it. I guess I might as well do it. I was about to say, it's the beer of the month, bud. Join the club. You ready? Here's to looking up your old address. What do you think? Interesting. Interesting good? Interesting like, bad? I mean, just... I mean... Yeah, not really great, but not bad. It is definitely smooth, as Steve described last week. Yeah, it's smooth. So, I was going to so, say, it's smooth, but I mean, it's a... Am I going to have another one? Probably not. But okay. okay. But that's all right. I, 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 I just drink it. I was about to say, I just thought you would like to try it. Absolutely. I'm going to try and that, anything. And, and we do have another one in in the fridge here for you to try. It's a, it's a Bavarian style, but uh, Moosehead, still January beer of the month for, I think this is the last, no, next week. Next week is the last week of uh, beer of the month. Still, I uh, haven't figured out what's going to be the beer of the month for no. February yet. Okay. Usually it'll come to me. I'll I'll be like thinking one day. I'll be mm-hmm. like, huh, what should it be? And then it'll hit me like, ooh, I'll look for this. And if I find it, great. If not, I'll try and come up with a backup. But who knows? It could be Highlight. It could be Rolling Rock. Mm-hmm. It could be Cold Snap from Sam Adams. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be something totally different. It could be something from Braxton. I don't know. We're just... I feel like you should have like a wheel and you know you spin, <laughs> yeah you spin it and it's just like let's see I I could get a wheel put a wheel up here underneath uh, David Pasternak or under the state of Kentucky I'll spin the wheel and I'll have a different style of beer there you go and I look for the style not the brand there you go and that but I'll I'll like put an X over IPA <laughs> so so if it lands on IPA I'll be like next one over. Hey, look at that. It's a lager. I look for a lager. <laughs> but, okay, I'm sorry you don't like it, but we'll... That's okay. Hopefully, uh, the next one we, we get to is a hit, is a nice hit for you. Next but, time, I'll bring you some stag beer. Stag? What's stag? How can I describe It's kind of redneck. It's the kind of beer you drink after drinking other beers. <laughs> it's like all your... Because that's pretty much what happened to me was... I was already four bud, buds deep, yeah. and someone was buying a round of stags, and I was just like, well, the heck with it. I'll get one. And, of course, when I drink, I drink it, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the best thing ever. So I have more stags, but then the next day, everybody's just like, what the heck are you liking stag now, Daniel? Mm. I was going to say, bring it in. I'm, I'm always willing to try a, a, a new beer. Always, always am. Uh, but also, another shenanigan real quick. Look, look what we did. We're wearing our matching Bass Brothers shirts. Oh, man, this is awesome. And no communication. No, none whatsoever. Did not even. I, I came home from work. I put this on, and uh, Brittany, Mrs. Drop the Gloves, uh, was like, oh, I hope your brother wears his. And you came through yeah. the door, and Brittany was like, guess what he brought? <laughs> well, I was looking for something in my closet, and I saw this. I'm like, well, I don't know. So, shenanigans out of the way, beer is open, so let's get to uh, what we do best here, talk sports. 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 So, Daniel, before we uh, came on here, yeah. and I, you said you had a theory. Yes. What I is should... your theory? 
I actually, it's kind of an interesting, interesting one. I've kind of developed ever since you told me, you know, asked me to be on the show a couple of weeks. I was like, I don't know, I've just had this, you know, th- uh, theory. And pretty much I want to say it so then you can kind of bring me back to planet Earth. Because part of me thinks this is a little outlandish. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the more I keep thinking, the more I'm like, I don't think I'm that crazy. But, hey. <laughs> I'm gonna get some. It's a conspiracy. I'm gonna get get a new perspective on this and see how crazy I, uh, or how outlandish it is. So I'm gonna use, I guess, the St. Louis Blues because that's they've been my guinea pig in my example here. Okay. So you know how I wasn't exactly the biggest fan of Bennington, Jordan Bennington. Yeah. Or, I shouldn't say I'm not a fan. I like. You just I, weren't a fan of the contract that yeah, he signed. Well, I okay. thought it was. Stupid to sign him six years for four million dollars after this one half good season that ended up winning them winning the Stanley Cup. Cup, and it's like, well, that warrants twenty four million dollars. Mm-hmm. So, and that, and of course, last season, you look at last season. Uh, was it the, most of the time their starter last year for the Blues was a guy named Vile. Veal, I'm screwing it, but... It's all right, we botch names all the time here. Veal, like Huso, and he was making $750,000. And he had more wins? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, during the regular season. Oh, Bennington was sitting on the bench making $4 million, doing nothing half the time. I mean, I was, like, laughing at everybody at work, all the Blues fans, because I'm just like, yeah, you got... Got a guy sitting on the bench making four million, and your starter is out there making seven fifty k, which I knew he wasn't going to this year. He signed with the, of course, after his lights out season last year, he gets a big old contract with the Detroit Red Wings. He's making like three million, I think. Mm-hmm. He's got like four year, three million dollar deal. Mm-hmm. So he went from seven fifty k to three million. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I I don't know. I just thought. This was a perfect opportunity for the Blues to mm-hmm. kind of initiate this, because it's like the dude was making seven fifty k and was giving you lights out stats, and then somebody else went and paid him, but you didn't have to spend that money. Mm-hmm. You only spent seven fifty k. So I'm thinking it's like, well, this could have been a process for you guys where you're not really you're given the, I guess, least amount of paid slash maybe minor league kind of guy, you know who has the minor league contract, a starting position, but it's like, but pretty much you're just giving them a chance to earn that big contract because all they need is one big season, and they're going to, you know, find someone else who's going to be willing to pay them mm-hmm. and all that. And it's like, and in my head I'm going, if you're the Blues, you don't have to pay that. They pay that. I only paid seven fifty. Mm-hmm. It's like, you couldn't keep that going. It's like, so your your theory is why dish out the big bucks mm-hmm. when I can't keep it smaller yeah. and to guys who are younger or up and coming and just kind keep of, on rotating of, them out? Kind of, yeah. That's your like, theory. You're like on a one year kind of goalie rotation because it's because it's like every because there's one always done for yeah, because well there's always that goalie that wants to prove themselves and all that and of course he ain't. And of course, and you do have a developmental system. I mean, yeah. you have the AHL, you have the ECHL, WHL. Right. I mean, if you ain't gonna cut it, you just send them back down. Give the other guy the 
opportunity. It's like, I'm not paying him any bigger than what I was paying him before, so. I mean, that's interesting, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if that that can be consistent enough. Because eventually you're going to run into a guy who's up and coming who probably did well against teams in the ECHL or the AHL, but once Uh, he gets to the NHL, he could be a dud. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like then you toss him and okay. you go. You move on to the next. Like you just keep on rotating yeah. out the up and coming. You right. don't try and sign. So, in other words, Jordan Bennington should have been like, go. I'm not saying you should have been like, go. I would have signed him. I would have signed him for like neither another year or just two years. But not invest that much money into. No. It. Okay. It's like he won. Everybody thinks he won the Stanley Cup. He half won it with uh, the veteran there. Like, the veterans started becoming dead, so he started becoming lights out, and then they started to go back to the vet, and then they were switching. Who was the goalie for... I'm pretty sure it was Jake Allen. Allen, that's it. I was like, who was this goalie before Bennington? Yeah, so him and Bennington were, like, splitting, and Bennington just happened and, you know, got the start for game uh, seven, Mm -hmm. and, you know, became lights out and all that, and so then they were like, oh... And I guess his agent's like, well, well, you want your Stanley Cup goalie to leave? If I was uh, the Blues, I'd been like, well, here's what we're offering. Well, uh, he wants more, uh, then he can leave. And then he's somebody else's uh, anger management problem. But then what do you say to teams that do pay the big goalie, but the big goalie is still, like, showing his worth it? Then then good on them. But doesn't that kind of bust your theory that... Well, how is that small? They're the ones paying them the big bucks. Well, then I don't need. The, well, your theory is that if you're going to keep on rotating out up and comers for less money, you think yeah. that's a winning system. I mean, it could be. It could not. Like you said, there could be duds. So it's like there's a year. Where the only like, way to really implement this is you would have to have that one team. Uh, I'll throw it out there, Arizona. Yeah. Uh, you're going to need a team like the Arizona Coyotes where you don't really have that big goalie with a big contract, but you have... Or, man, what, what's a team... What is it? Oh, I'll give you one. A couple years ago, Buffalo Sabres. They oh, went through yeah. like 32-something goalies in that oh. season. Mm-hmm. Like, was it 2019-20 yeah. season or the 2018-19 season? They went through like 30-something goalies. Right. And that... And, some of them were AHL, ECHL affiliates through the Cyclones. And there were other goalies that they got through free agency. And it's like, that didn't really work. No. So, I mean, your theory is kind of like... Yes, I'm not saying it, I'm not saying there's no risk involved. I'm not saying it's I mean, there's, you, there's risk in everything, but at the same time, I'm thinking it's interesting theory to think that way based on just the one season from last year. But if you're trying to take another small market team, I wouldn't say St. Louis is a small market, but you take another, I'll say mid-market team. You take a mid-market team like Buffalo, where hockey is big up there. Uh, Yeah. But you went through 32-something goalies. (laughs) And you were all, and you paid all of them something while their time was there in Buffalo. And uh, so it's like, Eh, less money doesn't always mean you're going to get the hungriest of players. True. Well, that's the thing. It's like you can be known as the team where goalies want to go to start out because it's like, oh, all I need is one good season there. 
and show them, you know, I'm worth the money. Mm -hmm. And all the other teams will be like, well, we know this team ain't going to pay them, so we'll pay them. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I'm going, well, shit, I'm saving. I'm like Geico. I'm saving money. Because mm -hmm. I ain't paying. It's like, I ain't paying you. It's, in right. it's interesting. It's I'm... I don't know. It I mean, I'm just, I'm just weighing all. I'm just trying to figure out all the pros and all the cons. Pro is you're not, you're yeah. not spending that much money on all these goalies, but at the same time, I'm looking at previous seasons from other teams, and it's just like, and Buffalo yes. is the best example where it's like, mm -hmm. you, you, you were paying at some point 32 goalies, and yeah. you kept the best two that you could, and you still didn't win a lot of games. You almost came in last place. And you almost got the first round pick, or the first right. round pick. You were in the lottery, but you didn't win that either. So it's like, eh. Well, I mean, and also, I guess another thing that could bust the theory is, you know, all the, you know, play, rest of the players on the team, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, he didn't, you know, get the route. The defense sucked, you know. Didn't exactly have the best system in front of him. So mm -hmm. it's like, well, it wasn't really him. It was mm -hmm. more of the team that, you know. I was put in front. But I'm always amazed at how many, like, goalies can, like, that want to sign, like, eight-year deals and the owners that are stupid enough to do it. Because I just don't think a goalie lasts eight years. You're telling me that that goalie is going to put up the same stats every year for eight years? Cause well, I think also the players are different than they once were in the 90s and the early 2000s when we came into watching hockey. Like when you had uh, who is it uh, Hasek? Yeah, and Hasek was a good goalie every year. He was a good goalie. Yeah. Did, he, did he win? He only won like one or was it one or two cups, and that was yeah. with Detroit. Yeah, and that, but he started in Buffalo. He was a good goalie for Buffalo. Yeah. But I mean, he I think he was worth the money, and well, he yeah, absolutely. It didn't matter if the Buffalo Sabers were out of contention or in contention. Well, he was worth it. There used to not be a whole lot of shuffling of goalies as there is now. No, I was about to say, now there's more, like, we play one goalie, we give him a rest day, put in the other guy. Yeah. We give them a rest day, we put in the, the starter. It's like, I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't like the whole yeah. rotation. I understand the method behind yeah. it. Mm -hmm. I understand the method where you want to keep every goalie fresh for the next game. Shoot. Or for every other game. But at the same time... It's like, hey, who's got the hot hand here? Right. Who's got the hot glove? If if he's hot, let him go. Right. Curtis Joseph was starting every night. It's like, you think he won? It's like, oh, I need a rest day. He's like, Brian Miller. I'm getting in there. Brian Miller Shoot. was in. Brian Miller came right. into a league where it was like he was playing almost every night, and the only way he was not playing is if yeah. he wasn't feeling good. He lost it in in a game. He got pulled, yeah. or it yeah. was. Um, Shoot. The only thing that rotated in Buffalo was his backup every year. Yeah. His backup was like waiting for a chance. Like, come on, Ryan, give me something to do here. I'm getting tired of passing the water bottle over. But, yeah, it, it's an interesting theory. I'm not buying it. Sorry. Okay. No, that's fine. Again, bring me back down to planet Earth, you know. I mean, it's, I mean, again, it's one thing to look at one example I'm looking at both the Blues. I'm looking at the Sabres. It's another, yeah. but mm -hmm. I'm comparing apples and oranges. You're just looking at one, and yeah. then it's another entirely where you got to look at all the teams in the league and go, right. does this theory hold up in a majority of both teams in the league? Right. 
I can't say that because I don't know. I don't right. pay attention that much. Well, I'm not saying it worked for every team. It's like it's gonna work with that team, like one team that's kind of like mm. we got the system down. Mm-hmm. You know, we're giving we're giving kind of all the money to the other player. You know, to all our forwards and all that. And it's like the goalies, you know, with the less money, they're trying, you know, they're like, this is my only opportunity, you know, I'm getting underpaid and I know it, so I'm going to play lights out so then I can say, screw this team, and I'm going somewhere else. So it kind of makes them a little hungry. Yeah. I mean, but every goalie's got to have that mentality. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Every goalie would have to have that mentality in order for that theory well, to well, kind of work. Well, that's the thing I thought of. I was like, you got to... Not every goalie thinks that way. Some goalies just think, hey, I got a shot. I better not screw it up. Right. <laughs> well, I say, you know, if you're going to try to deal with agents at that point where it's like, oh, he's playing lights out for you. You should sign him now. Screw agents. Well, I, ain't, I, ain't talking, I ain't talking to agents during the season. Agents are agents are kind of like the politicians of the sports. Oh, no world. kidding. It's all bullshit yeah. until, until the money starts coming out. And then once the money starts coming out, it's kind of like, oh, let's talk. And then, whereas the rest is just bullshit. <laughs> you know, well, you know, like during half the season, you know, with that goaltender you got, it was underpaid. It's hot. Like you're in first or whatever. And it's like, and, you know, the agent's going to ring up your phone and just be like, hey, man, it's playing lights out for you. Have you ever? You know, paid. Have you ever watched, um, what is it? I think it was on Showtime. Did you ever watch uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's uh, Ballers? Ballers? Yes. And then, oh, that's gosh, how I that equate it. Yeah. That's how I think. Yeah. That's how I equate the whole bullshit thing. Yeah. It's like oh, my the, the one agent for the wide yeah. receiver kept yeah. on calling every yeah. team in the league. He's like, hey, yeah. man, he's looking for a job. You got, you need a wide receiver. And uh, it's like, technically, they yeah. don't. You're just, you're, you're putting the thought in their head that they need the they need a wide receiver, and oh, you just happen to represent one. Yeah. So yeah, or, it's all bullshit. Or like in season one, how that defensive end needed a bigger raise for his posse. Oh, I'm like, I don't feel sorry for you. I, I was so mad every time. Yeah. I mean, I could feel the anger bottling up in Dwayne the yeah. Dwayne Johnson's character when his cousin kept on oh, yes. all, uh, uh-huh. in the business deals. Like, He's the manager. And, My butt. No shit. I, man, I was hoping they would like yeah, I was hoping they would get so messed up on a yacht yeah. or whatever in one of those first episodes, and yeah. then they would just let the guy drift off in the sea yes. in a lifeboat yes. or something. It's like sea in Cuba, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like I was just hoping for that, but he stayed around for pretty yeah. much the whole series. Yeah, well. Eh. oh well, oh well. But yeah, that's what I think of. I think of Ballers. Yeah. I like that show. That was a pretty yeah, good that show. Was, it was. A- it was, it was funny, but it, it, it had its moments where it was funny, but it also had its moments where it was like, man, if this is how the sports world really is, yeah. I'm glad I didn't try. Me neither. I'm glad I didn't try to go, like, collegiate or pro. I'm so thankful. <laughs> but then again, I wasn't that good, so probably yeah. wouldn't have been looked at. But anyway, so, all right. And again, nice theory, but... but you know, not buying it. I guess uh, that led me to. Uh, I almost. I want to get your take real fast. I know you have other points you probably want to talk about here. We can but, talk about whatever. I mean, I just wrote down a few things, but go ahead. Uh, but I wanted to get your take. What do you think 
or what's your take on long-term contracts? Like, you're seeing a lot of them now in MLB where it's like 10 years, 10 years. I, 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 in NHL, it's like six years. Oh, my whole career. If you're, um, dang, I forget the guy who we managed to make fun of. Russia. Oh, Kovalchuk. Kovalchuk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was to say, I did, I'm going to yep. screw, screw over the devils yeah. with a, a lifetime contract that I'm never going to fulfill. Yeah, you only got a Koval check. Yeah. Um, with the big contract, like baseball, mm-hmm. the baseball ones, I don't like the baseball ones. I don't either. I mean, first off, I mean, going back to the point that uh, Devin made on the yeah. 100th episode about yeah. all the players who were getting like 300 yeah. something million or whatever. Yeah. The the money is going down in terms of viewership, in terms of sponsorships, yeah. in terms of TV deals in baseball. And oh, these yeah. owners or GMs, I'm going to say it's GMs mostly, are promising this much money. Right. But the market is failing. The sport is failing. Baseball is not as attractive as it once no, was. And you're promising all these major contracts to these guys that are in the hundreds of millions. And it's like... You better hope you can get that. Baseball needs steroids back. I swear. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Uh, Baseball needs steroids back. So drop, the, drop the gloves. Does not condone the uh, words or actions by co-host Daniel. <laughs> uh, first off, for the whole steroid thing, one... It, when it was controversial and the rumors were going around about Mark McGuire, yeah. Sammy Sosa, and Barry Bonds and everything, when the rumors were going around, yeah. that's when it was entertaining because it yeah. made everybody go, okay, is he really using it? Uh, they were yeah. really watching you to were, see if he was using it. You were like watching him during his at-bat, trying well, to like psychologically he, evaluate him. It's, like, yeah. it's like, oh, Barry Bonds is on the on-deck circle and he's like warming up and you're watching during the warm-up. It's like, it's like, Man, I can't tell. Do you think he looks bigger than he did a few minutes ago? <laughs> You're like psychologically evaluating him like, huh. huh. You know, I could swear his head was smaller. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, eh, I, I won't condemn <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about that. Yeah. But, I mean, baseball contracts, the way they're that big, I'm not a fan. If it's more of, I mean, hockey, eh, I mean, yeah. it's rare. Those yeah. big contracts are rare. You're not seeing yeah. them all over the place. You're just seeing right. them here or there and for yeah. the players who are actually big names and right. Are, right. are going to be but franchise players. They're going to be there. Like Ovechkin. Yeah. Ovechkin is going to stay in Washington the next yeah. three years. He's got three mm-hmm. years left after this year. He and, will be there. And he's an exception, I guess, to the rule because he's given you – like the same stats almost every year. He has so he's yeah. on pace for another yeah. 30, 40 goal yeah. season. That dude's working his butt off for that. I'm telling you, I've said this. I've said this for years. I mean, it's just I hate the people who kept on saying for years before he even won the cup, Crosby is the face. No, Crosby's not the face of the league. Ovechkin is. Ovechkin's the workhorse. Mm-hmm. Crosby, he's good. I, it pains me to even say that. He's good, but oh, he yeah. has flaws that yeah. makes his game or makes the game look bad. Right. Whereas Ovechkin, he can back up what he's doing, and yeah. he's worth every penny of it, too. Mm-hmm. 
So that is why I think Ovechkin gets overlooked. He's because I'm telling you this, when Ovechkin gets to his last year in this contract mm-hmm. extension that he's in with Washington, yeah, that last year, but well, before he even gets to that last year, Crosby's going to retire. I'm calling it. Crosby's yeah. going to retire one year before Ovechkin goes to the last year. I can, yeah, I can see that. And because well, sure. Crosby's, Crosby's going health, downhill. Well, Crosby's health is going down. He's consistently injury prone. There was talks this. There was talks this off season. Who are you getting rid of? You getting rid of Balkan? You getting rid of Crosby? You getting rid of Rust or Latang? You getting rid of one of those four? Guess what? They retained three out of the four. I can't believe they kept Malkin. I I'm know. For sure that dude, Malkin that dude's just sucking your money dry right I'm not now. for sure Malkin was going. Because he's got back injuries. Consistent back injuries. I've, I've not seen that dude healthy for an 82-game season for... No. He's never yeah. he's never been healthy scratched in yeah. the last three seasons. Yeah. He's never been healthy scratched in the last yeah. three seasons. He's been, he's been scratched because he's got back problems, knee problems. Attitude problems. I mean, he's a bit. He, there's a reason why they call him the big angry Russian. Okay, I mean, I mean, nothing against you, Malkin, but at the same time, it's like I, I can't believe Malkin got resigned. Because I, I mean, me and co-host Mike, we were both saying like, where's he going? Where's he going? Very next week, hey, Pittsburgh Penguins resign Malkin. It's like you gotta be kidding. <laughs> Thought for sure he was going somewhere else. I thought for sure he was going to Canada. Right. <laughs> I thought for sure he was going to Montreal. Well, I, I, thought, I thought he was going back to Russia. That too. It's like he could well, going back to the KHL. That seems to be the Russian player mentality. Well, if I can't be lights out in the NHL anymore, I'm gonna be lights out in the KHL. That was cold. That was kind of cold shocks. He went to I the, think Kovalchuk just didn't like sharing the puck. <laughs> Why can't I be Kobe Bryant? Uh, I was about to say. Yeah, rest in peace, Kobe. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Kovalchuk had a problem with... Uh, I, I think one, Kovalchuk had a problem with the locker room. Yeah. He didn't like the he didn't like some of the guys in the locker room, probably. And then two, he probably yeah. also didn't like the... Um, probably didn't like the coaching style. Yeah. Like the offense or something. He probably sure. wasn't a fan. I mean, granted, New Jersey isn't doing, didn't do what they're currently doing now. Oh, good. Where they're contenders. Yep. And that when Kovalchuk was there, they weren't contenders. When he left, he again screwed him over. Yeah. And, I mean, shame on New Jersey. I'm just going to. And uh, shame on both, both yeah. sides, Kovalchuk and New Jersey, both of them handled it very badly, but when he came back and then he signed with L.A., it was like, well, he's closer to Russia. True, true. <laughs> he only has to go across the Pacific Ocean now. Right. <laughs> so, eh. I mean, yeah. big contracts in the NHL, going back to your original question, big contracts in the NHL, again, they're rare. Um, I mean, I, I mean, when, if we get to a point where we're offering, I shouldn't say we, but when the league starts offering contracts where it's like eight years and it's over ten million per year, yes, that's when we're getting out of hand. That's right. when it's like okay, because NHL NHL is 
is below the MLB market. Obviously. Yeah. And uh, there's more money in the MLB, but there's not that much in the NHL either. Right. So, but it's MLB than NHLs. But when NHL starts offering those contracts like the MLB, it's going to be like, what are you guys doing? Right. <laughs> One, the sport isn't growing like it was back in the 90s or in the early 2000s. It's not growing. I would... I would kind of contribute that to some of uh, Gary Bettman's shenanigans, um, even though he... Thanks for that ESPN contract, Gary. I know, dude. I mean, it was interesting when that when that came proposed, but now it's kind of like, can we go back to NBC? Right. Just don't go back to Versus. Don't go back to Versus. And, uh, it don't exist no more. It doesn't? No, that, no that, that NBC Sports. Which, I guess doesn't exist no more either. NBC Sports doesn't exist? No. You sure about that? Mm-hmm. I was about to say, then who's going to cover the Olympics? <laughs> well, NBC. Just NBC. Just NBC, just not NBC Sports. Let's say they'll have NBC, MSNBC, CNBC, Olympic Channel. There's an Olympic? Okay. Wow. Yeah. This goes to show you guys how much I know. Then again, I don't have TV. <laughs> I have streaming services. <laughs> and, of course, uh, their Peacock. Plus, that was a... Oh, yes. That was a lot of... You know the, what? The, Never the, mind. Uh, yeah, Peacock. That, that'll be used. I totally forgot about I that. To, I had to sign that up for a month just so I can watch <laughs> USA blow in the Olympics. Uh, anyways. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'd be the worst GM. Because the problem... I don't want to be GM. I just want to be coach. (laughs) The problem I see is you're paying for the guys like name. Like Aaron Judd. Like, I'm paying because your name's Aaron Judd. When it's like, really, I want to sign you for your stats. Where it's, It's like, the stats you just gave me this season... I want that. See, that's the problem. I don't think it's yes. the name. You're paying for last year's stats, hoping uh, that the yeah. money that you're giving is going to be the same well, that's the performance. Thing. If I'm Aaron Judge is not going to do what he did last right. season, this coming season, or right. the next season, or the right. following season. What right. we witnessed this past year with Aaron Judge is once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. Right. We won't see that for at least another couple decades. Well, that's kind of the thing. The uh, thing too, it's like if I, I feel like if I'm offering a long-term contract, you need to promise me some stats. Like if I'm offering guaranteed money, like in the NFL, where it's like I need guaranteed money, you mm. know? It's like, well, then can you guarantee me some stats? Mm. Yeah, see that, and that's where the whole philosophy of Moneyball came yeah. in. That money, I like that, and I like the philosophy of Moneyball because the Moneyball philosophy is. Don't pay on last year's stats. Pay on what the guy can actually do right. consistently. Right. And, that, and that was the whole money ball thing. I mean, that's but why the Oakland A's back in the 2002 yeah. season, and that were good. Yeah. And that because they had that philosophy of we're going to find players who are cheap, and that will consistently perform for us. Right. That's what happened. Whereas, but you have all these big markets like the Yankees and the Red Sox, Cubs. How did the Padres become a big market? How did they somehow wind up affording I, guys who are like a hundred million or more? Uh, you know who's? I'm gonna laugh if they're a big flop. The Mets, because they're paying like their whole line. They're still paying Tony Abreu. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, no, not Bobby Abreu. Bobby, Bobby Abreu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. They're still paying yeah. him, was right. it, all the way to like 2030 something. Yeah. He's got another decade of paychecks rolling in from the New York Mets. Which Bobby's smart. It's like, I don't blame, I don't blame ownership. I blame. No, I sorry, blame ownership. Bobby, you're smart, man. Smart he defer, man. He deferred his money, smart. so now he can accept it in strip. retirement. Because he, because he was, he was like, he's like, those suckers think I'm gonna last that long. <laughs> That's funny. Well, it's not that they don't think he was gonna last that long. It was, oh, really? You, you think I'm gonna take this all uh, up front, do you? Yeah. I'm gonna make you guys pay me my retirement package for yeah. the next couple decades. Yeah, he hasn't played a game since like 2001. <laughs> yeah. Bob Vanilla hasn't played since 2001, and he's still getting paid by the New York Mets over a million dollars a year. That's why they always call it Bobby Vanilla Day. Yep. Yeah, I think, what is it, July 1st? <laughs> July 1st, Bobby Vanilla Day, another million. Here's to you, Bobby. Uh-oh. Refill. <laughs> I guess I'm trying that second beer. Yep. I was about to say, keep this in the background for sponsorship. All right. All right. Well, because, I, because I've had practice editing, I can still, I could just point up here and put the uh, moose head. Oh, my favorite Pasternak. <laughs> All right. I thought like Pasternak is scoring more than moose head anyway. So, guys, next beer, and I will point and put the logo up here as well. And that. It's the Braxton Brewing Company out of Covington, Kentucky. It is their Bavarian-style select lager at 4% alcohol by volume. Do what now? Is that a country? Bavaria? Yeah. I think it's a region, not a country. Okay. And that's three. Aw, dude. I was going to count it down. Whoops. Party foul. Party foul again. Three, two, one. Crack it. All right, here we go. Sounds. <laughs> I need to get a soundboard. I need to get a soundboard because this microphone, while you know, it is great, I love yeah. it, it just doesn't pick up certain sounds. So I need to get, like, a soundboard <laughs> and put, like, applause, woohoos, and other stuff on it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, or wah, wah. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, gosh. No? Oh, that's worse than the moose head. Oh, damn. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. That <laughs> took a left turn. Oh. It's the aftertaste, man. Oh, dang. I'm sorry, dude. That's even worse than the dunkle at Hofbrau House. Well, you said Hofbrau House. <laughs> I said it was going to be like Hopper House. It's Bavaria. It's Germany. It's, it's you got another Bud Tolpoy? No. <gasps> There's no Bud in here. I guess I'll settle for another Moose. You want another Moose head? I was about to say... Yeah, I, we'll, we'll, I, not, be, I, I, we'll I, not believe this if it wasn't on camera. I was about to say, I'm afraid to, I'm afraid to give you uh, anything else out of there that... I probably won't drink all this, but that's all right. Uh, I'm sorry, Bud. Next time, be prepared, Charlie. You learn the hard way. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Oh man, I've had this before, and I was I was literally dang, I, I I'm, I'm not like kidding. You. I'm not kidding you. I was no. literally at the grocery store this week, and I went by the beer section. I was like, Daniel's going to be on this week. 
I know he likes Braxton Garage, and then I saw the Bar- Bavaria Select, and I was like, you Honest. know what? If he likes Garage, he may like this. I mean, it's the same. Th- I mean, it's the same alcohol by volume. It's still four percent. Garage is four percent. It's got a good, good starting. T- it's the aftertaste. Aftertaste. That's just killing me right, right there. And so uh, I was like, you know what? I'll get it and see if he likes it. I, I know better from now on. Get Bud Light or Braxton Garage. I was actually debating whether or not, but we ran out of time. Stop at the liquor store. Get some of that blue. Oh heck no! <laughs> yeah, to make no. it like, No. No. <laughs> oh come on. Well, you, you have Moosehead for the last. So I was just like, well, why don't I match it with the Moosehead is the beer of okay. the month. Why would I get one bat? If anything, I would have preferred you got Molson. So, I was about to say, but what, what would happen if I got Molson? <laughs> I would have loved it. Okay. I like Molson. I and then I could do a taste test. I could, I could do a taste you know, off. I had to explain to everybody at work about Labatt Blue. They didn't know it was a Canadian beer? Or they didn't know it was beer in general? Yeah, they were just like, I don't know what you're saying, but I'm like, but I had to like tell them, I'm like, I'm in like minority here, like liking Labatt Blue because nobody else seems to want to drink it. Except that's not true. Commercial. That, that's not true. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty in Canadian going, eh, jizz. Um, I don't know why I made him sound weird. Uh, was it, uh, was it Brad? Brad what? likes Labatt Blue. Hey, Brad, to ya! Uh, Brad likes Labatt Blue. I, I just, no. I'm you know sorry. What? I can't do Labatt Blue. You know what this is starting to taste like a bit to me? What? True. Uh, Little Kings. Little Kings? Guys, thicker. I was actually hoping you'd, gra- you'd grab some. I but it's all right. no. I'll grab some on the way out. Bring it. Well, my 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 philosophy for this year, of uh, with the show is, we're going to do a beer of the month. Yeah. For every month of the year, right. and I don't know what February is going to be. I know Guinness is going to be March. Right. I do know that Guinness is going to be March. Uh, February hasn't revealed itself yet. Yeah. Um. Hey, don't worry about me. I'll try whatever the beer of the month is. And that, but, um, was it? So I'm going to get a beer of the month, but I'm not going to be actively looking for craft beer to try. Right. And then I'm not going to continually go out and try and find something new. Now, if That's I do different. find something, like if I go to the store or I happen to pop in one day and I yeah. be like, oh, hey, look, they got this or whatever. Yeah. I've, been, I've always wanted to try that. Then I'll get it, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna actively go out every week and find a craft beer. Now, if there was a craft beer that we've had on this show before and I loved it, I will definitely go out and find it. Like last week with uh, Steve, who was on, yeah. he brought West yeah. Side a German Irish Lager. Yeah, yeah. I love that beer. That is the that is one of the best beers from West Side Brewing, and I wish that thing was all year round rather than seasonal because it's that good. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, you're kind of the same way with the Sam Adams, the seasonals. Yeah. You're like, oh, I love when this says out. And oh, then, and then me, when it's the other seasonal. Believe me, I'm pissed off Sam Adams. And I, I'm pissed off Sam Adams. What is it? Um, when it was, uh, I think it was spring of last year or two years ago. Probably the year yeah. we started this. Yeah. So 2021. So two years ago. And uh, Cold Snap came out. And I was, and they were, and I followed Sam Adams Brewery on Instagram. And I would be like, man, I love this beer, guys. You guys are awesome. I wish you would make this thing uh, year round. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, thanks for the support. 
yeah, it's a pretty good beer. Then it went out of season. So then in the summer, they were like, oh, it's summer ale. Or it's their hazy IPA. And we don't do IPAs here. Um, And so they were like, hey, make sure you pick up a six-pack of the hazy IPA or summer ale. And I commented going, man, I wish I could pick up a six-pack of Cold Snap. (laughs) And and they're like, sorry, Cold Snap is no longer in season. And I was like... I know this. I'm, I'm just. I'm, I'm being sarcastic. I'm trolling them, and so later on, as the summer goes on, they're like, "Oh, we've released a new fall seasonal that'll come out with Oktoberfest. It's called this." And I'm just like, "See, what you should do is make cold snap all year round. That way, you won't have to do all this new stuff every year." And they, that's yeah. when they finally had enough, and they responded with a message. And I'm I'm paraphrasing here with, yeah. "Thank you for your support. We know you love Cold Snap, but it won't come out again this year." <laughs> that's when I was like, "Okay, they've had yeah. enough." That's like <laughs> they're a, calling Uncle. <laughs> that's kind of like uh, that SNL skit they did when uh, Bill Burr was on, and uh, they did a sk- uh, skit where it was like. Uh, Sam Adams came out with this new flavor called like Pumpkin Old Patch. Oh yes, and oh. Uh, and uh, you know it's like they had these fake Bostonians, you know, trying to like, hey, wow, this might make me a beer drinker. And then Bill Burr, who's an actual Bostonian, was just like, this sucks. <laughs> this guy sucks. <laughs> Pump, pumpkin beer is bad, guys. Pumpkin beer is bad for any brewery out there. Don't do it. You're going to save a lot of manpower, a lot of time, a lot of energy, creativity. Just don't do a pumpkin beer. And the same thing goes with winter beers. Don't do the cinnamon beers. Uh It's like pumpkin in the fall because it's it's pumpkin spice lattes and all that. And it's like, but then when you get to winter. Why is winter cinnamon? I don't know. But every, but every, was it, I had a beer this past winter from New Belgium. I love mm-hmm. New Belgium's Fat Tire. That's probably the best beer that they have. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I saw one by New Belgium. It was a holiday ale. And I was like, hey, I'll give it a shot. It was made with cranberry and cinnamon. Don't do it. Uh, nasty. I had to dump it over it. Like, I drank, like, I think I had one. I think co-host Mike had one. And then I gave another one away. And then the other three I ended up dumping because I was like, I can't do this. I can't drink these. <laughs> now I got a question. Okay. What are the chances of Budweiser becoming a beer of the month? Zero? I don't say zero. Point five. Point one. Two. Well, let's put it this way. They're in consideration. <laughs> All right, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. At least they're in consideration. I'll let's take. put it this way. How about this? I'll take it. If I can't, I'll make a deal with you. I'll make a deal with you right here, yeah. right now. Yeah. If I can't think of anything yeah. for the beer of the month for February, Budweiser will be the guy oh, too. And you'll see me come back even sooner. And I, I, I make, I make, I'll make that deal with you right now. It's if true. I can't think of anything by, I'll tell you what, by next Friday, which is the last episode. Of January. of January, I can't come up with something by and, and announce it on air like, hey, this is going to be the beer of February next month. Yeah, I will say, guys, the beer of month next yeah. month is going to be Budweiser. I'll say it on the podcast. I will say it. It will be on video. It will be on microphone. You will. I'll say it. 
if it is or is not. So, I have a week deadline. <laughs> uh, you almost scared your listeners there. With what? You, you were like, this is the last episode. No, no. I thought last week was the serious. That's why I had to add uh, January, because it's like, uh, p- some people no, had no, their heart skipped. No. Like, wait! No, no, I am, no, no. Where are you going? No. The only way I would take, like, time off from this show is if, one, I'm on vacation, two, something serious happened, or three, we're moving. Because uh, the only way, and which... Maybe we will be this year. Maybe. Who knows? Me too. And that. Hey, moving. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, not last episode. This is not the last episode. Just next, it'll be the last episode of January, and I will announce what the beer of the month is for February. Oh, boy. There you go. I can't wait to hear that now, reveal. And then, so I have a, I have a deadline. I got a week deadline now. And the episode comes out on uh, Sunday, so it'll be like Selection Sunday. <laughs> Holy crap! You're going to be listening, aren't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Big time. Shoot, I'm going to be fast-forwarding just to that part. All right. So, well, I do have a few things, and I yep. would like to get to it here yep. uh, within the next 45 minutes. Uh, I mean, we went on. And <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I mean, yep. We do that, and that's fine. I like that. I like just how we go down those rabbit holes, or it's just those random topics that it's like, wow, I never thought of that. <laughs> but, um, so, along with you being uh, co-host for this episode, you are now, and I'm going to try and do this in my best Paul Heyman voice, you are now the new, reigning, defending, undisputed, fantasy football champion, the nothings. From nowhere! I pulled that out of my ass. Well, technically, <laughs> technically, he didn't pull it out of his ass. He was up by 100 going into Monday yep. Night Football, and then yeah. that was the Monday night where DeMar Hamlin went down. I didn't mean so that. So, I, to be honest, dude, the uh, only way I had a yeah. shot of coming back was if the defense was spectacular for the Buffalo Bills. And I didn't think they had it out. I didn't mean to just that get just the game. I meant, like... The whole season, like oh, don't worry. Cause I was predicting, I was predicted to be first after draft, and then I like went down, back up. I like fluctuated, like I was, like me and you were on that hot streak, and all of a sudden, I had like four losses straight, <laughs> and it was all, yeah, that was all due to stupidness, but. That I couldn't control, but yeah, and then of course, uh, luckily, I was able to pull it together like the last two games to mm. win the division. Because honestly, honestly, for a moment there, I was just like, "Am I even going to win the division?" I I, I felt that pressure too honestly. towards the end of the season. I really did, because I was like, I mean, granted, I was up by like three games or whatever, but I had yeah. like lost two in a row, yeah. and I was just like. Please let me win the last two of the season so yeah. I can secure the division. Honestly, there was one point where uh, I was hanging with Mom and I saw my score, and I, you know, I was like fed up with it. I was, I 
screw you know screw this you know and like mom's like oh you're not i'm like no i don't think i'm gonna do good but at least charlie's doing awesome like i was like holding i was like at least charlie it's i like told her i was like charlie's gonna win it all at all and i'm happy i'm you know it's like charlie's gonna win he's gonna destroy it's not gonna be a fluke it's not gonna be a fluke i'm like he's gonna destroy everybody in the playoffs so i said good for him you know i was pulling for you and then all of a sudden i had a surge and i'm just like well oh what? <laughs> I did not did not predict that. But well, I so, well, I did notice this. So last year I won. Uh-huh. My record was nine and five. You won this year. Yeah. Your record was nine and five. So the key here is to win nine games and lose five. There's something to it. And also the Powell brothers kick ass. Damn straight. Yeah. Thanks Division. for letting us kick your asses, yeah. people. <laughs> Division winners. Both division winners. Semi-final winners. Semi-finals winners. Went to the... It was I was worried about your semi-final. Oh, I was so worried, dude. My... my I... Blew, oh, I, like, gosh. blew them out of the water. Was not worried. Like, you, I was like... Oh, I was man. Like, I was like, Charlie's going to nearly, nearly... Get this award. Oh man! Well, I mean, going into Monday night, that Monday night football after the holiday, after Christmas, I was just like, okay, it says I have a ninety-eight percent chance. There's a two percent chance for the other guy, Mm -hmm. and he has one player left. I got two on Monday night football. And it's what just are like, the, what are the odds? And I'm the just like, minus yeah. And I'm just like, please don't put up zero points, either of you. And luckily, I think was it he had a kicker, and yeah. I was like, and he was down oh, by like thirty points shoot. or something. It was like I, that kicker would have had one hell of a game in oh. order for that to happen. But anyway, I digress. But congrats, bud. Wait to wait to uphold the Powell yeah. dynasty. Yeah. Uh, two but, years in a row, Powell has won, so suck it. <laughs> shoot, I've actually been in Kurt's league where uh, I've been down by his brother, uh, Dylan. Yeah. And all I had was a kicker left on Monday, and I'm down by like 12 or, point, 12 or something points or whatever. And all I had was like Justin Tucker left. And I'm just like, I'm just like, ah, yeah. And I looked the next day. He puts up 24 points. <laughs> and Dil- Kurt Dillon messaging me like, what the hell is this? I'm just like, I just pulled that one out of my ass. <laughs> like, I am now oh a Justin God. Tucker fan. <laughs> well, I'm old. I, I still am a Justin Tucker fan, even though he's was for the Ravens, which, yeah, no Justin Tucker really last Sunday. <laughs> kind of uh, could have needed him for my bet, but whatever. Oh, well. Uh, but, hey, good job, bud. Thanks. And I, um, I don't know if we're going to be invited back next year. Right. Honestly, I don't think I want to do it the format. I, I was about to say, some of, the, some of the stuff that, well, there was hardly any players to get. It's like pretty much if your player was injured, you were screwed. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I will well, say like, that made it interesting. That did make it interesting because the year previous, when you weren't in, yeah. I mean, we, I don't think we had the same amount of teams as we did this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, it, it, it felt more 
competitive because of that. Mm-hmm. Because you've had more teams, there are more, I'll say, good players in in quotes, and that good players gone. So pretty much, if your good player was out, you had to find a backup, mm-hmm. and you made and yeah. you had to make sure that backup was going to be playing that right. week or whatever. So it did make it more competitive. I mean, hell, at the end of the draft, I was well, projected eight. You were projected. I wasn't yeah. even projected to be in the freaking playoffs. No. Uh, and then last. I went from no Mike uh, was last. Okay. Mike didn't and move. did and did and did finish last. Yeah, he didn't move. And that, uh, but I went from like eight from just being out of the playoffs at the end of the draft to hey, I was first in the yeah. whole freaking league yeah. league at the end of the regular season. Oh gosh, <laughs> I got the number one seed. It was like damn, I let was it? It was like. What was it uh, eleven wins? Uh, yeah, four losses or something like that. I mean, it was like well, and I was like, and I won like four in a row before I lost my first one. I was like, wasn't expecting this. <laughs> well, both times I faced you in the regular season, you destroyed me. So when we met in the final, I'm like, I just hope I make it competitive. Well, of course, that final week, and it's the finals. Of course, I'm getting reports about. Higby not playing, or Kittle not playing, or my uh, number one wide receiver uh, has back problems. It's yeah. like, oh, of course, I don't have these kinds of issues during the regular season. It has to come now during the end of the season. And I have to make the choice. Do I keep the questionable player in, or do I put in somebody who's not questionable and who's projected to make less points? Right. Then the questionable guy, yeah. and all I was down to was uh, the Bills' uh, defense, and then um, the running back for the Bengals, not Mixon, the uh, other guy, P. Ryan. P. Ryan, yeah, I had or him. Perrine, whatever. Yeah, Perrine, Perrine, whatever, and I, I had him. But I was like, this feels a little contradictory. I want the Buffalo Bills' defense to do so well mm-hmm. that the Bengals will like lose that Monday night football game, but at the yeah. same time, I'm at the brewery watching the game going, I've got to root for the Bengals or I'm going to get the, <laughs> I'm going to get my ass kicked. Right. So it felt a little contradictory. I didn't, to be honest with you, I really did not think I was going to win. I really did not. I went to the brewery to watch that Monday night football game. All I was really thinking was, if the Buffalo Bills defense doesn't do yeah. good, I know, I know I'm not, I don't have a chance. I just knew. But other, other things happened, mm-hmm. and therefore, and, and you and me, I mean, it, it, it kept on showing that you had, didn't you have somebody playing that night too? Monday no, night? I was done. You were done, okay. You had two. Yeah, I still had those two. I had the Bills and I had Perrine. Yeah. And I, like, I mean, we were holding on, like, we didn't get the yeah. final until the NFL made their ruling well, that I remember they were going to reschedule, yeah. they weren't going to continue play of the game later in the week. So, I mean, yeah. from Monday night to, like, I don't know, Thursday or Friday, yeah, it was like it kept on saying game on going. Right. It kept on saying you 99%, me 1%. And then, like, Friday or Saturday after the news broke that the yeah. game would not be rescheduled or continued at all, yeah. Is when we got the notification final, and yeah. you were the league champion, which right. I knew you would be. 
It's like, there's no way they're going to reschedule this game. It's too right. far in the season. Right. There's no way you're going to reschedule Which, this game. I didn't feel that great because I'm like, I don't want to win that way. I mean, nobody wants to win that way, but at the same time, it's like, it's out of your control. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you could do. There's right. nothing like, I could have part. That's just a part of it. Yeah. There's nothing I could have done. And I even said it going into that, like I said, going into that Monday night. I knew you had it. Mm-hmm. I just went to watch the game with some friends yeah. and was just like, once the Bengals scored their touchdown, I was like, yep, now I know I'm not going to win. <laughs> as soon as the Bengals scored the touchdown, I was like, yep, not going to win. <laughs> but uh, but we also play this week in uh, fantasy hockey. Oh, we do? Yep. So I haven't been keeping too much on it. And uh, you're currently down by 10 points. Okay. And uh, So your name is what again? Oh, the COVID-19 list. Yep. I meant to change it this year and totally forgot. Like, I have some ideas, and I was just like, oh, I'll think What was your team name before you changed it to that? Uh, it was the Eaton Hall Mighty Ducks. That's right. Eaton Hall, and then before was... it was, like, uh, Wild Wingers. Oh, yeah, Wild Wingers. Yeah. See, I haven't changed my name at all. I've changed logos over yeah. time or whatever, but mine is still the Bash Brothers. So I guess since you're keeping up on that, how's everybody doing? <laughs> um, well, I'm first in my division. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, Kurt last still. He's either dead last or he's second to last. I know I need to get back on. I can't remember who is I'm actually just, dead last in the league. I'm kind of pulling a Nick right now. <laughs> no. Nick is actually doing great. Not that I'm refusing to change my life. It's just I keep forgetting because other priorities. Right like, now. I'll set my roster for the whole week, and I'll even yeah. do the Monday, the following week, when the new week starts, yeah. and I'll just keep it at that. Yeah. And then, like, when it hits me that, oh, crap, it's Monday. I wonder how I did. Like, I'll get on the fantasy app, and I'll be like, did I win? Did I lose? Oh, I won. Oh, I lost. And then I'll be like, okay, set the roster for the rest of the week, and I'm done. Right. Occasionally, I'll get on and just be like, oh, who am I playing this week? I'm playing Dylan. Oh, crap. I better stay on top of of my uh, roster. The way you beat Dylan is you have to, like, be lights out Monday night. Like, every day. Like, every day, you have to at least have one goal. One goalie play. Well, not just one goalie play every day. I mean, you got to have consistent uh, yeah. playmakers mm-hmm. the whole week. You better hope it's a freaking all-star week for all yeah. your roster members. Because, That's the only way. Because I've been up like Monday against Dylan, but by Friday he's like freaking on my heels. And then Saturday just blows me out of the water. And you're just like, what the heck happened? No lead is safe with Dylan. Yeah. None. I need to get back. But yeah, you and me play this week. You're currently down by ten. Uh, hey, ain't too bad. Yeah, not too bad. I mean, I have my, I mean, I have my rosters kind of set where my all stars are playing, so it's not like um, totally dead in the water. So, um, except you got a bunch of IR guys. Michael. <laughs> I've got one, and that's DeBrusque. But, Oh my God. And then I lost. Who was it? Uh, Reimer was out with injury. Yeah. yeah, he still is. Is he? He came yeah. back. Oh, well, he didn't play last night. Blackwood played last night because well, I had because I had uh, some because I've been. No, I was going to say house. Reimer did come back because he may not have played last night, but he did come back because a couple of days ago he did record his two hundredth uh, career win. 
Oh, right. And I, I do remember that. And I did have him in for that game. Um, but Reimer was out, and so I picked up, uh, who was it? I can't remember who I picked up. I picked up somebody. He wasn't doing so hot. Uh-huh. Then I dropped him, and I picked up uh, a goalie from Buffalo. And then I get news yeah. that the Buffalo goalie who I picked up got sent down to AAA. Huh? And it's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And the guy I picked up from and that goalie from Buffalo, he was like on a hot streak. He had like won three out of the last four games he started with Buffalo. I was like, hey, I got a good goalie. Then they yeah. sent him back down to AAA. I was like, oh, come on. He was good. So I had to drop him. But at the same time, Reimer did come back from injury that week, so it was like, eh, good trade. Nice. Um, so a couple things I had here. Um, so I, I asked, uh, was it Steve last week, this question? I'll ask this to you now. Um, now that uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers lost to Dallas last week, pretty single-handedly, but mm-hmm. <laughs> and a pretty, pretty substantial loss there. Think Tom Brady's retiring, going to re-sign one more year with Buccaneers, or do you think he's going to sign somewhere else? Don't know? Don't have an opinion? Not not much of one, no. Because I feel like uh, people are going to sign him again for his name. But again, I think well, he's just... Granted, the Buccaneers, they, they've had their woes ever since, ever since preseason. Ever since, like, training camp. They had their woes where two of the veteran offensive linemen went down during training camp with injuries. And so yeah. you were missing two really good components of that offensive line with rookies or whatever. You, you replaced them with rookies, second-string guys, so it wasn't going to be the same protection that Brady's used to. And then you also had troubles with uh, the receiving core, too. Mm-hmm. So it was like, but then again, Brady also had his off-the-field issues, and I feel like that played yeah. a part. Whereas now that his off-field issues are kind of resolved, he could probably look forward yeah. to next year if he's going to play next year. With right. some, and to be honest with you, he's going somewhere else. He's not he's staying going? in Tampa. No, I, I don't think he'll stay in Tampa. I mean, he only signed uh, for this past year with Tampa, and he took less money, too. So I figured, yeah, he'll probably go somewhere where somebody really needs a quarterback. And, and really needs to win. Um, and I'm going to say, I'll say it again. I said it last week uh, with Steve here. And I, I think he's going to Vegas. I think he's going to be on the Raiders next year. Him and black and silver. That just looks weird. And that's well, everybody just, said that he just looked, tells me watch it. Well, everybody <laughs> said he looked weird in a Buccaneers uniform, uh, Buccaneers jersey. Uh, everybody was like. Really? I was like when Brett Favre was with the New York Jets. Tell me you're washed up without telling me you're washed up. Hey, at least he was wearing green still. <laughs> it was jet that, green. That's a great kind of green. Uh, but, ha- I mean, it, it was weirder seeing Brett Favre in the Minnesota purple than it was seeing him with the Jets. I mean, come on, think about it. You're a Packers fan. He went to the Jets. Granted, he's in the AFC. He's not in the NFC. It's like you don't have to worry too much. But then when he went to Minnesota, you're kind of going, he did what now? <laughs> That's uh, sacrilege. <laughs> I kind of like them in uh, Minnesota. I, I think he did good. I think he did better. He totally did better. 
he totally did better in Minnesota than he did in New York. But at the same time, still seeing him in that yeah. was kind of like, this hurts a little bit because I have a Brett Favre jersey, right. and it hurts right now. <laughs> anyway, okay. I, I just had to ask because it's like, I mean, Tom Brady is, he's a big name, and everybody's just trying to figure out, is he going to retire or is he not? I don't think so. I think he feels free. I, I think he feels so free right now that he's like, I'm on the market. Who wants me? And yeah. I, and if I had to guess, Vegas. He's not going to go. Well, first off, Denver's looking for a head coach, not a quarterback. You got Russell Wilson. Right. So oh, yeah. <laughs> but if he go if he went to Carolina, he's staying in the um, NFC. the NFC South. And I don't think he'll go to Carolina unless a certain coach goes to Carolina. Like if Sean Payton wasn't to take the, I think Sean Payton should take the Denver job. Oh yeah. And, uh, but if Sean Payton was to take the Carolina job, which he has interviewed for, too, yeah. if Sean Payton goes to Carolina, mm-hmm. Sean Payton would probably be like, okay, we could probably draft a quarterback at number eight. Yep. And But at the same time, he's not going to be C.J. Stroud. He's not going to be Bryce Young. It'll be somebody totally not in that tier of quarterback. By the eighth pick, probably, maybe, you never know. I mean, there's right. team, there's teams who have blown picks before in the first round. Right. Bengals are one of those teams, uh, except for Jamar Chase. That was smart. <laughs> and Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow. The, well, of course, everybody was every Bengal fan was like, if "Don't you screw <laughs> this up. You got one, one pick." Yeah, I mean, essentially, they tanked that season on purpose after. Mm-hmm. And they essentially tanked it on purpose so they could get Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we won. I mean, and ever since Burrow won that national championship game with LSU, it was like, all right, he's coming to Cincinnati. He's coming to Cincinnati. And then we were all, like, crossing our fingers, praying, all going, don't screw this up, Mike Brown. Right. We, we all know who we want. Don't you screw this up. <laughs> but... But if he went to Carolina, oh, if, if Tom Brady went to Carolina, I couldn't see it. I yes. really could not see it. If he goes to Vegas, I'm calling it. He's going to yep. Vegas. But I don't think he goes to Carolina. And I'm trying to think who else could be looking for a quarterback. I think the Jets. Chicago. Chicago. They're going to get rid of Fields. You think they're going to get rid of Fields? That dude's injury Even though prone. That dude's injury prone ever since he's gone vegan. But but Chicago has the first um, pick, mm-hmm. so you um, think they'll get rid of Field? But so what? What do you think? So you think they'll get rid well, of Field? Well, they'll either draft a quarterback or get or or they'll look someone, or they'll yeah. look to get like somebody like Tom yeah. Brady because like I've yet to see Fields actually play a whole season. Like Fields is he, that. What about Indianapolis? They get rid of Matt I feel Ryan. like Indianapolis is now trying to take themselves seriously and get a younger quarterback instead of, hey, we're the retirement home for quarterbacks. Uh, I'm just trying to think. It's like... Matt Ryan, retire. Uh, yeah, I was about to say. I mean, it was interesting to see Matt Ryan go to Indy, but... It was like twice, <laughs> twice he gets yeah. benched. It's like, dude, you, your time's done. Philip Rivers, now Matt Ryan. It's like, you want to keep on going in the retirement hole there in Indianapolis? But it's Tom Brady. He's not... Re- 
everybody says he should retire. He should have retired last year. Yeah. And, I, and co-host Mike said he was going to retire, and he called it. And I was like, no, he's got one more year. He came out, came out of retirement. Yeah. It was one month later. <laughs> and that he came out and was like, hey, I'm coming back. It's like, ah, I knew it. Now I'm eating my words going, no, nah, you should have retired. But now it's kind of like, okay, given his, given his off-field issues now being settled, I could see him going one more year, and if he goes one more year, he has to be smart about it. Where are you going to go where you're going to be a contender? Yeah. You're going to make a difference. You're going to make an impact, and you're going to be surrounded with the tools necessary to win. I think Vegas is that place. Yeah. Well, think about it. Devontae Adams is your wide receiver. <laughs> I mean, that's one heck of a wide receiver. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was missing him this year. Yeah, he was. He once was with the Packers. It's like, is he though? So, um, but actually, I wanted to get your opinion on. Go ahead. What you got? As a UK fan, Calipari leaving or not leaving? I had this in my notes too. I'm sorry. No, no, no. But I was. You're fine. It came into my head. I'm like. I gotta get a UK opinion because me and Doug were talking about it last week at his mm. house, and he was like, "Ask me, what's Charlie?" I'm like, "I'll ask him." Well, well, last okay, so last week with uh, Steve here, mm -hmm. I did. I told him that I read an article about Kentucky's woes right. and everything, and they were yeah. saying what it feels like. This is the beginning of a divorce between University like of Kentucky and Calipari. That hit real. That hit hard. That was like the last sentence of the article was, "This is a divorce." It's like, right. oh, and I'm the child, yeah. and and all yeah. of us Kentucky fans are the ch children going traumatized. I feel like this is kind of like the uh, Gillespie season, where it got real bad for Kentucky. They made the NIT and they lost. Well, for the first round, and it's come. first off, Gillespie was never good. No. Okay. No. The the difference between he didn't even have a winning season. Gillespie, like not championship, but like actually like. No, he had winning seasons. I mean, I mean that last season where they went to the NIT and lost in the and lost in the first round. They still had a winning season. It wasn't the yeah. greatest winning season. But yet, but UK was like every time he made the tournament with UK, they were like. Eight, nine, ten seeds. Well, he was only there three years, so he yeah. only made the tournament twice, and the, his third and yeah. final year was the NIT, and that's when they fired him. Right. Um, yeah, he was only there for a short time. It's like, Coach, we can't stand the NIT. Well, <laughs> and lose. Well, it, I, I don't think it was just the NIT. One, yeah. the seasons kept getting worse right. as he was there. Well, he kept, like yeah. his first season, it was okay. Subpar, yeah. and then sec, and then it was second season, dude. Yeah. We we could have done so much better. That last season is just like, yeah. how much are we paying this guy again? Right. And then and and then it was the NIT. Well, that, before the NIT, it was you weren't even one of the top four seeds in the SEC yeah. tournament. No. So you didn't get a week by, or not a week by, but you didn't get a day by or anything. Yeah. So. That was one. You had to play that game. 
you they won that that game against Mississippi State. The very next game they had played Tennessee. Tennessee beat the crap out of them. Oh god! Which is why they landed in the NIT because oh. they said Kentucky would have to make it to at least the finals to get in to possibly get into the tournament. But they even did. if they got into the tournament, don't expect anything more than like a twelve. Twelve, yeah, twelve six. I remember that. So, I remember that they were like. 12-seed. Yeah, I, I was, was like, like, I was like 12-seed, who's going to be 5, but didn't happen. So, once in the NIT, you lost to uh, Robert Morris. Was it Robert Morris? Uh, in the first, or it was first like Liberty, Liberty or Liberty, Robert so Morris. Some Appalachian school. Sure, yeah. They lost to him uh, in the first round. Yeah. So, and, and because of Gillespie... Gillespie snapped a 20-something year streak where Kentucky made it to the tournament. made it to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So it snapped under that last year. Well, shit. Too. So with so with all that culminating in that third and last year of Gillespie, it was like we done. We want the guy from Memphis. We want we want John Calipari. Yeah. And that we want him. And you got him. And because you got him, you've had consistent um, one-and-done uh, players. Um, you've had rosters that have been so unbelievable. You've had a tournament runs that yeah. made Kentucky fans believe. And then in 2012, you get your first – you get Kentucky's first uh, championship since 1998. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you broke a drought, but now you're in a drought yourself. Texas is showing interest. The NBA is showing interest. The NBA has always shown interest in John Calipari ever since he went to Kentucky. And I don't think he's going to go to the NBA. You're not going to have the same impact. Well, that and there's not much coaching in the NBA. No, I, I agree. There's not much coaching in the NBA. Coaches, I've said this before on this show too. Coaches in the NBA, you're glorified babysitters. Right? No. Yeah. No, do, yeah. do you actually even have a real mm -hmm. practice? It's like the it's like the movie Eddie, where it's like Whoopi Goldberg is actually like a coach. Yeah, she actually is a coach, and it's like, it's and a, trying to get yeah. all of the guys. To it's like, like that don't actually happen. No, no, because they all shoot around. They do whatever they want. Take interviews when they want during you practice. Know. Scrimmage if they want during practice. There's yeah. no drills or nothing. And it's like, come on, you're you're a glorified babysitter, and mm -hmm. that, and then you have to look like you're really coaching during a game. Like which like, all right, I'm yeah. gonna sit down. I'll yell something like, "Hey, you're supposed to get back there," right. and then you have to stand up eventually. Going when yeah. when you're losing or whatever, going, "All right, all right, what are we doing? What are we doing?" You have to look or, like you're actually in the game here. So or you get mad when you know the ref tees up your star player for running his mouth. Yeah, and you're just like, "Hey, that's my star oh, player. What, what the hell, doing? man?" What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, it's like you're you're pretty much you're, you're almost kind of like a lawyer at that point for the team. You're you're a glorified babysitter. That's it. Uh, but Calipari really no. depends on what happens. If if the win against Tennessee uh, last Saturday yeah. was really good. Uh, really good, really good in making done. the case that Kentucky is not officially done yet. Doug Beating actually lost money on that. Because Doug had Tennessee. Because Doug, Doug was like, Tennessee, Tennessee all the way because UK sucks. And next thing I look up the score and it's like, UK sucks. I'm like, oh, 
Everybody had Doug C. Doug lost some money. I didn't even watch the game. No, I, I didn't even watch the game. I was like, oh, gosh, we're playing no number kid. five, Tennessee. Oh, gosh. Um, but then they beat Georgia oh. earlier this week. Nice. So that's two in a row. I think they play A&M this week. Mm-hmm. I think it's A&M. I could be wrong. <laughs> oh, hold on. Oh, he's got a mini fridge calendar, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, Grandma. Um, yeah, Texas A&M. Hey, I was right. That was tonight or Saturday. Oh, tomorrow. And that's so. Um, so he played Texas A and M. I mean, everybody said that Kentucky's got to turn this thing around in order to make yeah. a contention because if they wouldn't have lost to Tennessee and then possibly lost to Georgia, they would have been considered out of the tournament yeah. as of now. Sure. Yeah. And that. Which would, you'd have to win the SEC tournament. You'd have to win the tournament, or get to the or get to the finals again. It'd have to be one of those scenarios because this past week nobody was projecting right. Kentucky to be even like a fifteen or anything. Yeah. I mean nothing. So I mean it was they would miss completely. Right. So hopefully we're starting to see the turnaround. I'm not gonna. Say, I'm not calling that Kentucky's gonna make the tournament or whatever. All I would hope for is if it's a good enough winning season, mm-hmm. and they have a good enough turnout in the in the SEC tournament. Mm-hmm. I would hope for a ten seed. Give me a ten seed. If you give me a ten seed, Calipari may be safe for mm-hmm. maybe another year. But if you can't even get to the tournament this year, he's done. Yeah. I would say John Calipari is gone. Who should get to replace him? God knows. I don't know. It's going to be a tough call. I mean, to be honest with you, I, yeah. I haven't really followed Kentucky basketball for like the past two or three years. I mean, it hurts me to say that. But, I mean, ever since COVID, it was yeah. like I, I've lost touch yeah. with NCAA basketball, and to be honest, I mean, trying to keep up with it this year, mm-hmm. the rankings be damned. <laughs> Houston, number one. It don't matter what you're oh, ranked. Anybody can lose to anybody yeah. any given week. I mean, Gonzaga lost the other night. Uh, to uh, uh, I saw the uh, game. It was a Loyola Memorial or something. I saw the uh, game uh, Kansas State. Kansas State beat Kansas. I saw the uh, yeah the over OT victory on that one. Uh, uh, I mean, I feel like anybody can beat anybody. So I mean, when when the AP top twenty five comes out every week, it's just like yeah, <laughs> this is not going to sit. This is not going to stay. Don't don't anybody get too comfortable where they're at. Because <laughs> Xavier, I mean, Xavier was like went up to number eight, lost. Then they won again, then they lost. It's just like, it's like, but but I do feel like Xavier's, yeah. they're on the rise of being a contender. What about you? I mean, yeah, I've, I think they're the best in the area right now. They are the best in the area. I mean, there's always the best in the area every year, so it's like, if we're talking about best Definitely in the Definitely not Louisville. Nope. <laughs> but hey, NKU, uh, hey. monumental... Uh, Oh my Victory uh, the other night against Cleveland four. State. Yeah, yep. Yes. I saw the um, the buzzer beater. Yeah, one of my oh, former uh, professors uh, post on Facebook on about that what a win, and I watched that, and it was actually on Scott Van Pelt's uh, 
uh, most uh, interesting, best thing he's a uh, best thing of the night, whatever he has. And yeah, because the guy who made the shot, it was his yeah. birthday. Yep, twenty first birthday. Happy and birthday, I bet, man! I bet, yeah, I'll bet anyone else drinking after yeah. that. Get yourself, get yourself a beer. Just don't get yourself in trouble, man. Anyways, but yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. Wonder if they hit up Skyline Tavern. <laughs> there you go. Um, but you know how weird it is, like that one year that UK didn't make the tournament, like at all. And UK, Duke, yeah. North Carolina, all the big well, blue schools did not make it in well, twenty one. Well, not just that, but going to B Dubs and you not decked out in like UK gear, like and we're like oh, waiting for and we're like waiting for the UK game and everybody to like pack B. Are you talking about the Gillespie yeah. year? Yeah. Okay. And I'm just and it's like that year. I was just like, this is the most awkward thing ever because it's like I'm like because every year it's the same, you know. I'm wait. It's like. We always find I'm out really when UK plays, and usually it's like Thursday, and it's like, oh, this time on Thursday they're playing, and blah blah blah. And so we, and so you know, you're decked out in UK, waiting for it that day, and by the time you know UK tips off, everybody comes in. It's a sea of blue. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it's like you know trying to navigate. It's like elbow very, to elbow, everybody in there, and very rare do yeah. I. Very rare does Kentucky Good. play on Thursday. First day of the tournament. Very true. rare. They did last year, and oh, lost. I always remember the year uh, we were at B Dubs, and they didn't play. It. They weren't supposed to play till like the late game. They were oh, like yeah. they were like the the like last game that yeah, you played. Yeah, the 10:30 game or something. And, and it, and the game before them ended up going into like overtime oh. and pushed the like time back till like 11 o'clock. But none of those UK fans went. Anyway, they no. did not care, no. and I no. commend them for that. It's like I don't care no. what time my game say. starts. I don't care if I gotta work in the morning. I'm staying here until my team plays, and I commend them because no. I know that feeling. Before, that's I, just like that's just like me when I went to B Dubs when Ball State was playing Texas A and M. Yeah. When was this? Like 2016 or whatever. This was like years ago. Uh, Where was I? Was, I? Uh, I have no idea. But I don't remember I, Ball State making the tournament. Well, no, not the basketball tournament. This is football. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I digress to two different sports. I was like, I was like, wait a minute. Ball State made the NCAA tournament? Nope. Still waiting for I feel. Now. I feel like... I feel nope, like still our, waiting for that to happen. I was going to say, I feel like our aunt would not let us let that thing <laughs> down. <laughs> but uh, but I was like, I went, I was like, went to beat ups to watch them. I knew it was going to be ass kick. I'm still decked out in Ball State gear, and everybody else is like watching a different game, you know, more interesting game. And I had like one TV because I knew the because I knew a manager there, or whatever, and. You know, he saw me and he was like, you know, what game you need? And I told him, and so he put it on, and yeah, I just watched Ball State get their ass kicked, <laughs> and everybody like, and I'm like reacting, you know, to that game, and everybody around me was kind of was like, it, finally, like the table next to me, because I'm like, I have like my own little table right next to like a big party and all that, because it, it was busy, and so and finally the one dude was just. What game are you watching? And he's just like watching, like 
tacky, like and all that. <laughs> but after, but at a little, after a few minutes, and after it was clearly becoming a big blowout, but I'm still rooting. I'm like, you know, still like rooting for them and all that. You know, the dude next to me was just like, "Hey, gotta give you a mad respect for sticking with your team, even though you're getting your ass kicked." And then actually, a server came over to me and was like, "Hey, that table over there wants to, wants me to let you know that you know you have the respect for you know sticking with your team while you're getting your ass kicked." Like I had like the respect of everybody in this in this restaurant. Like even though your your team's getting your ass kicked, you're still sticking with them. And I'm letting I'm just like. Yeah. You sure got guts, but you gotta know no when to quit. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually, guess who uh, Ball State opens their schedule with next year? They play West Virginia? Worse. Worse than what? Oh, shit. Who? The defending national no! champion, Georgia no! Bulldogs! No! Oh. Going to Athens! Oh, thank God they're going to Athens. I oh, yeah. I can't imagine Georgia going to Ball State. <laughs> oh, I could see them going there and, oh and then being God. like, can you imagine living like this? Um, <laughs> it's like they go to that puberty, puberty, puberty locker room and all that. It's like, can you imagine living like this? Can you imagine playing in a stadium like this? <laughs> I've played in a stadium this small since high school. <laughs> this The stadium probably wouldn't even hold all Georgia Fans that would travel for that. I was about to say the only Ball State fans that would be there would be the boosters, the parents, yep. and the student section. Right. That's it. Everybody else <sighs> being would be uh, Georgia Bulldogs. Oh, but it, like next year it's gonna be. <laughs> wow. Oh. No, I did not know that. Now that I do, well, may God have mercy on their souls. <laughs> I just hope the payday's good. Yeah. Yeah, please, please let let the payday be good. Uh, so, all right, ready for last call? Yep. All right. Well, our last call will be at the bar, and uh, we're, yeah. we're not going to make you drink nope. anymore. No, nope. uh, we got more drinking to do. After I was about to say we got more drinking to do at the bar after this. This is yeah. just, this is just the pregame. Uh, we're yeah. just pregaming mm-hmm. on that. So, all right, Daniel. Go ahead, pick your uh, last call. It's okay. It's not a magic trick. What is it? Read it Who's out. Who's the goat of whatever you're into? What am I into? Who's the goat of whatever you're into? What am I into? Oh, we're into sports. Okay. We're into beer. Well, the goat of beer is Budweiser. See the goat. I'll say I'll, I'll do it this way. The goat for because my my favorite beer brand is still Sam yeah. Adams. So I'm going to say they're the goat of uh, overall. But local wise, yeah. guys, I hate to say it, but it's none of these up here. Been to five of the Northern Kentucky breweries. Got a sticker on the wall for each of them. I am so sorry, Braxton, to do this to you because you guys were five out of five out of our experience. Block, block, block. But it wasn't you who's the best locally. 
I'm giving it up to Westside Brewery. Ooh, I'm giving yeah. it to an Ohio brewery. I've I got to give it to them. Because every beer that I've tried from there, phenomenal. Every one that I've tried, phenomenal. Like Benedict Arnold is happening here. It, it, it pains me, guys. It pains me. Because Braxton, Braxton is like, I'll say they're the GOAT in Northern Kentucky. Out of all these five here, they're the GOAT of Northern Kentucky. But if I had to say the GOAT of the area that I love, it's Westside. Westside's the GOAT of the area. Now, if I had to say who's the GOAT of, let's say, sports. Yeah. And that even though Tom Brady is considered the GOAT of football, Uh is he really the greatest of all time in sports? Or is there somebody better than even Brady in all of sports? And part of me says yes, there is. Yeah. Oh. Michael Jordan. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm going with that. I've yet to see Tom Brady play through uh, the flu. Uh, I'm going to go with Michael Jordan as the greatest of all time in all of sports. Because that flu game still gets me. Mm-hmm. How... It's like you watch him on the bench, and he's, like, dying, and then it's, like, time. Okay, come back. And then he just comes back on like he's fine, and it's like, he's, is he going to die? <laughs> um, trying to think. What else am I into? Um, uh, whatever you're into. What about technology? I mean, you're an IT oh, guy. The GOAT IT. Yeah. Steve Jobs. Um, no. <laughs> Elon Musk. Um, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. Bill Gates? I mean, yeah, he's... I mean, I'm just, I'm yeah. just throwing out names. If you got somebody else... I'm not a big know. fan of him right now. Uh, Ooh, that was pretty good. That just went yeah. right past the camera. Holy crap, perfect spiral. <laughs> but, uh... Go to tech. Because I mean, there's like Cause va- different vases of like. Because it's like if you're taught, if we're talking, I don't like, know much about technology. I mean, other than the microphone, the tablet, and the computer, and the phone that I use to do all this. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't follow technology enough to understand or, right. or to be like, oh, this guy is going to revolutionize this or this. I, mean, I, I don't have anything. I mean, Google's pretty. I think pretty good. I mean, who's uh. So, who is the creator or, I guess, owner of Google? Uh, I'd have to talk to my uh, buddy Jake about that. He would know. Okay. For sure. Because he's a big, big, big Google uh, groupie, I would call him. <laughs> like, a Google boy. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh. Yes. He'll tell you everything, the difference between the last Google phone and the newest Google phone. See, I used to have a Google phone, and it was cool for a while. It was cool, but after a while, it was just like, man. I'm a Samsung guy now. I I was about to say, I'm an Android. I've I've had iPhones. I've had Droids. I've had Google phones. Yeah. But, man, something about Android phones, I just like them better. Yep. Because I've had LG, I've had now I've had Samsung, yeah. and I just like I, I'll never go back to an iPhone. Me neither. No, I, I'll never yes. go back to an iPhone. I am Samsung now. Like my phone is Samsung, my TVs both Samsung, and so yeah, it's like I'm not going back. Yeah, no. I'm trying to remember what my Which, TV is. In fact, I somebody like told me this recently, and I thought it was a good point. It's like Samsung. 
phones, TVs, yes. Smart appliances like wa- you know, like washer or like fridge and all that. LG, like um, LG smart appliances, good. Samsung, stick, stick with like your TVs and all that. Okay. Not that, but then again, LG has made some pretty thin TVs. That, yeah. Honestly, um, I would make some pretty just, thin phones. Oh, good. I would get just for the thin for the thin TV, but unfortunately they don't make an 86 inch <laughs> thin TV. I'm still waiting for that one for that one uh, their LG <laughs> to rival my 86 inch hanging at home. Everybody now gonna tell Rob me. <laughs> gotta find you first. That is true. You moved from somewhere from the middle of nowhere, Illinois, to a little bit more out there in the middle of nowhere, Illinois. <laughs> so I still got to find you. That's true. All right, guys. I think that's going to do it for episode 104. Thanks, uh, little brother, for yeah. uh, coming on and co-hosting with me. Always, uh, so always love having you on. Hope uh, I could come uh, in the su- summertime when the we got to do the international world hockey for your list international listeners out of there. Course. They're like, they're, they're like. Gotta come here for the IIHF. Of course. Gotta have you on when uh, international play kicks up again. Of course. So, uh, guys, uh, be sure to uh, follow the show on Instagram, at Drop the Gloves Podcast, all lowercase, all one word. Check us out over there for the beer, sports, and shenanigans that take place in between these episodes. You can uh, subscribe and share the podcast wherever it is available, especially on our hosting platform, Anchor.fm. Thank you, Anchor, for 104 episodes. Their partner platform is Spotify. Uh, We are also on Apple, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Google. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please uh, give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. And if you're watching this on Rumble, please subscribe and give us a like as well. What the heck is Rumble? It's uh, like the it's poor man's version YouTube. I'll put it that way. Okay. It's like a second. It's a secondary YouTube. I don't have the time to get into it. <laughs> I'm co-host Charlie, and I'm co-host Daniel, and we'll see you guys next time. What? See you in the wow. penalty box. Oh, in the penalty box. Didn't tell me that. Is that okay? All right. What? Well, let's try it again. Let's just try it again. Ready? What? Well, take two. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time in the penalty box. Yes. <laughs> and this one.